a friend of mine has said there's the best two times to start a business is when you're in your 20s and when you're in your 50s because in your 20s you don't have anything to lose and it, when you're 50s you don't have anything to prove. Welcome to Reinvention After 50, a brand 50 podcast where we interview a large spectrum of entrepreneurs that have started their businesses later in life. Learn, be inspired, and get motivated by their stories so that you can take your life's experiences and turn them into your next venture. And now your hosts, Robert Erie Artboard and Stephanie O'Dell. Welcome everyone to another edition of Reinvention After 50, a Brand 50 podcast. I'm one of the co-founders, Robert Erie Artboard, and we have our co-contributor, Stephanie O'Dell, who interviewed Jeannie Ralston of Next Tribe, who was a journalist and decided to do a lifestyle blog for women that are 45 and over and teach them how to reinvent themselves. So tell us a little bit about Jeannie and what the interview is about. Uh, well, Jeannie founded Next Tribe in 2017 at 56. And it really is a testament to taking what you are passionate about and what fills you up and creating something from it and creating small if that's how um, you want to start. And and she started small with this digital lifestyle magazine and network for women over 45. And it was a very small group in the beginning. And then it grew into hosting national events. She loves to travel. So she started hosting these small little travel events for women. And then it became international and she took them on bigger trips and then people wanted to get together. And so she started hosting these um, salons with really amazing speakers just to bring women together. And so it kind of grew gradually. And I, that's what I love about her story is she didn't start out with this big idea. She started out with a small thing that she loved, which was writing and allowing other women to write about what was going on in their lives. And it kind of grew into this beautiful next tribe. Yeah. And, it, and, community. and when you think about it, it really didn't take that long. She started in 2017, you know, it's 2021 now it's only four years. And what I loved about it when I was editing it is that she just started this as a journalist, a, you know, she wanted to do a lifestyle magazine. And then all of a sudden she realized, no, I, I like connecting people and I like traveling. And then little by little, because she took the initial step to start Next Tribe, she realized, huh, I can do this. It's, it's like she has different spokes in the wheel of her business. Of her brand, of, of her, her brand, brand, yeah. I mean, one of the really, um, interesting things she did. She has connections in Hollywood and she connected the head writer of Grace and Frankie, that show with Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin that really focuses on older women. The opportunity to women from Next Tribe to meet with her and talk about screenplays and writing and what does it take to get into Hollywood. So she really takes her connections and builds these opportunities for women that otherwise they would never realize. Um, and some of the membership levels she has in her company, how she monetizes Next Tribe is on different levels, you have that opportunity to have that exposure to that to the head writer. Um, you know, the big one of the big um, catchphrases that they use is age boldly and say yes to challenges, which women, I think, as we age, we need sometimes need a community to help support us. And so she really offers that to women. And when you mentioned, 
you know, her message, which I totally resonate with, you know, just start small, just start something. You're not gonna have everything perfect. Your website's, your website's not gonna be perfect when you first do it. You know, if you try to make everything so perfect, you never get anything started. And by starting something, you know, once again, we keep talking about this all the time. It takes you to different places. Yeah. Which is really And cool. I think interesting to, to look at her background. Uh, she and her husband started a lavender field in Texas and she moved to Texas with her husband and didn't want to move to Texas with her husband, but made the best of it and found a way to fill herself up and started this lavender field. And then she wrote a book about it. And then they decided to homeschool their kids and they took their kids out of the country to do it and parlayed that experience into another book. So it's really interesting to start looking at your experiences with a different lens and how do they translate into, is this my next journey in my life? Is this something that I could turn into a business or turn into a community? So it, it was inspiring to me to hear that, her background and how she parlayed that into her business. She's all over the place. My head was spinning of all the stuff that she does. But uh, let's go and uh, listen to the interview now. All right. Well, welcome. Um, I'm Stephanie O'Dell with Celebrate the Gray, and I am here with Brand 50 Podcast. And I'm excited to have my next guest, Jeannie Ralston of Next Tribe. She co-founded and is editor of Next Tribe. And Next Tribe is a digital and real life community for smart, engaged women over 45. And Jeannie and I met virtually probably about six months ago. I had been following her and all the work she's doing. And she's definitely one of the OGs of the 40, <laughs> 40 plus community and positive aging movement. So wanted to hear her story, share her story and just learn what's happening next with Next Tribe. But you have a really interesting background. You, you started in publishing. You have a, um, worked for a lot of different magazines and or journalists and published in National Geographic, The New York Times, Kanye Nest Traveler, and many others. You're a contributor editor for Allure for eight years, which that magazine isn't around anymore, I don't think, but I- no, it is, yeah. It so. is it? Maybe mm -hmm. I just don't, it doesn't appeal to me anymore, but I- <laughs> I remember reading it. Um, Ladies Home Journal for three years and Parenting Magazine for eight. And you were named 2019 Folio Top Women in Media honoree for your entrepreneur work. And you're very supportive of women over 40 and being entrepreneurs. And organized and spoke on a panel at South by Southwest in 2019 about the growth of women's entrepreneurs at Midlife, which is the largest growing group of women. Yeah. Right? Yes, it's the fastest growing and, it may, and there's a, a lot of good reasons for that. So we'll talk more about that. So you're a veteran journalist and you decided to found Next Tribe and your tagline is Age Boldly, which I love. So fill in the gaps. I know you also have written a book. You, yes, sir. You did some really interesting things. You took your kids to out of the country so they could yeah. be bilingual. You grew a lavender farm. I mean, you're, <laughs> you've done a lot of things. So. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. This is great, a great honor. And I love that you said I was an OG. Wait till I tell my, when my sons, I'm an OG at something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um, started, you know, my background is magazine journalism. I lived in New York for a long time and then I got married and my husband 
was a National Geographic photographer. And so, but we lived in Texas. I moved to Texas for him. And we had, you know, we had quite a, a amazing life. Just he is very re restless, lots of ideas. And so we just, we worked together on a lot of uh, great projects, including our sons. But um, one of the things we did is we started a lavender farm, the first commercial lavender farm in Texas in the uh, uh, early 2000s. And then we, we ended up selling that and we went to uh, Mexico for a while from San Miguel de Allende because we wanted our kids to be bilingual. And uh, then when we were ready to move back to the States, we weren't quite ready to be, you know, the main in the mainstream kind of conventional life. We, we were still kind of wacky. And so we decided to you know, <laughs> I like that. still kind of wacky, still kind of wacky. It's a, that's a good place to be, I think. Yes. But so then we traveled and we homeschooled and traveled with our boys, ended up for three years during middle school, which I've always said, from what I remember, nothing good happens in middle school. Oh God, <laughs> I'm with you. Middle school is just <laughs> the angst of, for parents and kids, right? Yes. Yes. So we missed all of that. We were just, we traveled all over the world. I mean, we'd have a base. And we'd study for our next big trip, you know, kind of the area, whatever. And then we would take the trips. And I ended up writing a book about the lavender farm, a, a, a memoir called The Unlikely Lavender Queen through <laughs> Broadway Books and Random House. Um, and then, um, no, it was Doubleday. It was, part of, it, was, it was or is part of Doubleday still. And then I did a book about uh, our traveling with our kids called The Mother of All Field Trips. And that was through She Books. And then I just became a, you know, high, a mother of high school students. And then when they, the last one went off to college, I was kind of, I was very active mom. And I, I don't think I was quite a helicopter mom, but I, I saw that looming if I wasn't. <laughs> so I was always kind of like see that. that looming every so often. <laughs> I like, know. I'm not calling. I'm just. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I was always aware, but I was very involved and just had such a great time being a mom. So when my youngest left for college, I was, I actually went into a bit of a depression. Uh, like what, what now? And I had a friend who was sim finding herself in a similar situation where it's like, okay, what do we do now? And um, I mean, not, and it's not that I haven't looked after myself and worked and everything, but there's, it was a big part of me that was gone. So I looked around online, like what, 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 are, what's out there for me? You know, what can I be doing? And I didn't really like what I found out online for women like me, because either it was very earnest, you know, like, or, you know, false, um, False enthusiasm, not false, but it felt like, yeah, yeah. like overly cheerleading yeah. or, or it made me feel like I was on the edge of, of dropping off the, into the grave. And so <laughs> I was just like, well, wait, I, what about a place that make that is like how I feel inside? Cause I still feel like 28 inside my friends right. and I still do all these crazy things. You know, we, we, we talk about books and we talk about politics and we talk about sex and we talk about you know, our celebrity crushes and, and why we have a hair on our chin. Or, <laughs> and then we, we go to parties and we laugh and we drink too much and we go on road trips, not at the same time, those last two, but, but, but it's just, I've, I'm having as much fun and maybe more fun than I did in my twenties and thirties. And I didn't feel like anything that 
there was anything out there that really addressed that. There's this whole chapter, this whole phase of life that's probably never existed before in human history where women are done with their child rearing, but they're still active and healthy. And so we're not, I'm not ready. I, I, I love playing cards, but I'm not ready just to have my life revolve around a bridge club or, or anything like that. And, and I, and I just thought there's so much, and this is the time to be just living it up and challenging, continuing to challenge yourself and continue to, to make the best of, of, you know, take advantage of all that, you know, all the experiences you've gained through this long life of yours, you, you, you've gained more experience than you even really know. And that's what I found that most people, most women at this point have done so much that even forget all the things they've done. Or Or the value of it. They, yeah. They don't realize the value of everything. I feel like everything I've ever done in my life, there's nothing wasted. Nothing has been like stupid or a waste of time. It all has added up to what I am now and what I'm able to do. Yeah, so, I agree. So I wanted something. I wanted a magazine or you know publication that got that feeling out and and it very in a very irreverent way. I don't. I love humor. You know, my mom always says if. If you get older without a sense of humor, there's no hope for you. So, <laughs> I mean, she's 92 and she's hilarious. I was going to ask you if she was still alive and she still yeah. has that attitude. She's what a good role model. She's such a role model for me. It's just like, you know what? You know, you got to laugh at all this stuff that's happening at some point or you'll go crazy. So so that's why I kind of like irreverence and in, in, in humor and in, in everything. Obviously, there's plenty of thing, topics we cover where it's not you know, like the epidemic of suicide in women this age, obviously we're not, that's, there's nothing to laugh about there, but in in general, just some of the daily absurdities or indignities, those kind of things, you have to just kind of like take them and assess them and smile and nod your head. You know, this is what, this is what is happening, but the, but the alternative I don't want the alternative either. So right. Well, it's also normalizing it. And when you talk about it, it takes the, um, what's the word I'm searching for the uneasiness of it all that you realize you're not alone and other people are going through this and get over yourself, basically a lot of the things. So, yeah. So that's, that's my, my whole feeling is talk about it. And I luckily, because I was in magazine journalism, I had a lot of, contacts and friends who are writers. And, and so I got them to start writing for me. And what I loved about that is that they were able to express some of those feelings that we all probably have inside that maybe have, we haven't seen articulated because there's not been a real avenue for, for that to be dealt with honestly and in a way that's, that's easy to read and easy to access. So that, I, so it was all, when I started, it was all the, about writing and articles and, you know, the writing was my passion, but I since have changed, you know, as I've gone along, it became clear based, I'm based in Austin and it became clear that women needed to get together. They wanted to see each other face to face. They didn't, they don't want their whole social life on a screen. And so what we did is started in Austin having get togethers, in-person get togethers and happy hours and coffees and book clubs and and we'd bring in special guests and and speakers and 
I just realized that there's more, there was, you know, that's so important for women our age. So I wanted to do more of that. So I started doing more of that around Austin. And at the same time, I started doing trips because I, again, that nothing's Because you like to travel and why not travel with... And I've been a travel writer. I've done lots of travel writing. And when I, I also did a lot of planning. My husband would do his geographic trips. I would help him do a lot of that planning logistics, which is quite complicated. And then when I were doing, was doing my traveling and homeschooling with my with our sons, I would put together the, uh, the trip, present a budget to my husband, you know, like this is how much it's going to cost, blah, 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 blah. Just because he's feeling, and it's right. If you don't want to just go and start spending, because you, who knows what you'll end up with. So you had, so we had a budget and I was able to, for all the trips we did, I, I was, came in at or under budget for all but one trip. And, um, Italy blew our budget for some reason. <laughs> well, you probably had fun. I was going to say you yeah. probably had a lot of fun. But that's that kind of experience allowed me to be able to put up the set up, start setting up trips. And the first trip I I arranged was to San Miguel de Allende in Mexico, which is where I used to live, which is one of the top tourist destinations in the world. And so I started that the first trip was over Day of the Dead, which is a yeah. great festival there. And it's, it's really appropriate, you know, the, as I thought about it, because so many of us, unfortunately, are losing people in our lives. But the way Mexico treats death is very, it's so different. It's almost, it's kind of cathartic. If you, you know, if you've recently, actually, my father passed away a week before our trip to. Oh, my gosh. Day of the, uh, that first trip in 2017. And I almost canceled. But then I remembered what better place to be on a time like this? And it was very helpful to be there. And we make the altars for our loved ones and we talk about them, you know, who, who we've lost. But then we also, we get our faces painted and we go out and and dance and party. (laughs) It's, it's like life. I mean, it's, it's got the whole thing, the ups and the downs, you know, not the ups and downs, but the serious and the light and all that, the way life is. So that trip was such a great success that I started. And how many women were on that trip? First one was like 14. Well, it was, it was like 12. And that's, I don't like to go over about 14 on, on any of our trips, except at the, we do a big beach retreat end of February and that we take over the whole hotel and it's just supreme. And the price is very reasonable, but it's five star quality. It's my favorite beach in the world. It's also in Mexico. Great food. Where's that? It's, it's in Troncones, which is just north of uh, Zihuatanejo. And okay. So we've gotten there. We've gone there three years and I'm already booking for the fourth 2022. Of course, we had to miss 20. We had to miss this year. That sounds amazing. I need to book go I on know, that please, one. Please do. I have about, about three or four more slots left on that. Okay. The other trips that I have for the fall, they're mostly sold out. Because what a testament to you to have that kind of following. and Well, we do have a lot of repeat. I swear we have a lot of repeat travelers or somebody who went with us to Charleston is now going with us to San Miguel or somebody goes to, who went to the beach trip is going with us to Santa Fe. And so it really has been a very rewarding to have people coming back. But let me, can I ask you one quick question about that? So are those women that are married, single, widowed or everything? It's, it's, it doesn't matter. And anything in any age, basically over 45, but 
we once had somebody brought her daughter, you know, in, who was in her 30s. It was fine. She was great. But thing that's amazing about these trips is that a lot of times people don't know, a woman doesn't know somebody or we have people, you know, we have people coming from all over who haven't ever, a lot of them have never met. Some people know no one on the trip, but they gel so quickly. And, and I'm always amazed to see it. I see it in the first two days that there's coming together and, you know, people switching places at dinners, getting to know each other. And I think it's because it's, we're a self-selected group. If we're doing this trip, we have, we are game. We are, I call it yes women. You know, we say, oh, yeah. you know, come on. Yes. Why not? Yeah, let's do it. So that really, there's that very beautiful connection very quickly. And then, you know, by the end of the trip, people, we're all on a text thread together going, oh my God, I miss you. you know? Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I think sometimes too, women, as we age, we think that we have our group of friends and we're afraid to get out of that group. And so to meet new people and for those people to see other things in us that we may have lost sight of. Um, right. I saw a beautiful ad about this woman finding her sparkle again. I forget what it's for. I'll have to find it and send it to you, but it's about finding herself again. And it sounds like these trips are getting in touch with parts of ourselves that we kind of closed off or we're too old or we can't do that. So this whole yes idea is so beautiful for women. Yes. And it's true. There's, just, and I believe that at this point in life, I know like, I have a lot of, always had a lot of great girlfriends, but and there's lots of transitions at this life. And so you, you might be moving. So you want to meet more people or you might be retired. So you, some, you, some of your work friends fall off or if you divorce, you, you might leave, you know, there's a lot of transition at this time. And this is more than ever is a time when you need to, I've been told from a lot of that they need help just getting out there and reconnecting right. and finding the like-minded women a lot of times your girlfriends through when you're in, when you're a parent are kind of mothers of your friends children right. people you met through school and that kind of fades away so it's also a time that you want to hook up with people who have similar ideas about aging i mean i exactly that's a huge I, part yeah if i were you know if i had a, a friend who luckily i don't but if i had a friend i always had and she started getting down about, we can't do this, or you can't, or, or, you know, kind of, if her, if I saw her world drinking, drinking, it would be hard to stay friends because in my mind, my world is getting bigger. Right. And, um, and that it's, I mean, seriously, it's really getting bigger because there's, I just think that's the, that's the way I need to, I believe it. And also I need to, to think that that's going to keep happening. I can't, I'm not, I'm not at the point, and I don't know if I ever will be, at where I'm thinking that, oh, it's, you know, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> well, I think that's what's, uh, why I so wanted to talk to you and present your story, because a lot of times we need that permission or that story of the possibility, right. uh, because we get so trapped up in the limitations of right. what aging entails. So, um, you know, this whole yes idea and how powerful that can be just simply by, you know, I, I deal with a lot of fashion side of things. And so having somebody put color on for the first time in 10 years because their body has changed and they don't want to 
Oh my, but people look at my stomach or they'll look at my arms. I've got to cover up my arms. I'm like, nobody's looking at your arms and no one's looking at your stomach. But if you put color on, they're going to look at your face and, you yeah. know, and it just, this is catalyst for change. And it's this slow. Yes. Okay. I'll say yes to a red tennis shoe yeah. can be <laughs> a huge moment in someone's life that can yeah. lead to amazing things. So it's the same with the stuff you're doing and having somebody come on a trip. That's a huge yes to somebody that can make a tremendous difference in their lives. And the other thing that we do, so we also started this a national series called the Out Loud events. And, and I started, I did the first one in, in Austin in spring of 2018. It was getting accomplished women together, you know, to speak just short, like 10 to 15 minutes each where it's women who are talking about all the possibilities of this, part of life. I couldn't believe the first one was just, there was a who great was the first energy. one. Who was the first one? I know you get big names. Well, the first one was at, like in Austin. So I had Miriam Winnick, who's a very well-known writer in Austin who had moved away. So I got brought her back. Sarah Bird, a musician who, a songwriter, musician I knew who was nominated for a Grammy, Helen Darling. So I had, they were um, in that first one. It wasn't necessarily big names, you know, like, uh, household names, but it was, it was very attractive to people to, to come. So then I, it went so well, I got so much feedback. I decided to do one in New York in the fall of 2018. And that one, I got Kathleen Kennedy Townsend. I got Judy Collins. I got Linda Roden, who's, you might know her. She's Instagram. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you know, very popular and some other um, Annabelle Gerwich. I can't remember. There were so many great names. Oh my God, that was, it was, it sold out like two weeks in advance. I would have packed more people in there, but it's physically impossible. So people were ended up, you know, everybody said count on like not people not showing up because that's what they do in New York. Right. And, well, that's what they do for everything and everything, but they, everyone came. So there was standing room only. Wow. Good for and you. The energy was just out of this world. And I don't, and people were like, well, why do you think it? And I'm like, well, first of all, I play really great music. So I've got soundtrack. I make it, I mean, I'm the MC, kind of trying to make it fun. And I keep the talks short. So it's never like, yeah. you know, it's like the energy keeps keeps going. And we have a cocktail party beforehand and, and things like that. So I mean, music. I also think it's that feeling of this, people are talking all about me and what I'm dealing with. It's not like we're, diced up our art and we're not like women business owners or yeah. people over 50 or you know in, in general or you know golf players over you know it's like does not slice up it is the way it's sliced is just for us for women at our age and we are we want to be heard and understood and the first one in new york i have this this is good but i have a vest that i made for our for the women's march and it was before we even had a Next Tribe logo, but I had somebody right on the back. Can you see us now? With these mm. big, big fluorescent vests. And there were 10 of us in my group. We all had those. And so I wore it at time on the stage at, at the, the New York event in eight, 2018. And I wore it over my really you know nice dress. I wore this yellow thing. And I walked on stage and I'm sure people were like, what is she wearing? And I turned around. And I'm like, 
I just have one question. Can you see us? Oh, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Was it just like, I mean, I think about building a business and it had to be one of those moments of, I can't believe I built this. I can't believe I've done this. Yes. It was absolutely that New York, first New York event. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I just could not believe it. I went out to dinner with Kathleen Kennedy and took all the speakers out and everybody was like, that was so amazing. It's great. I got a note from Kathleen Kennedy the next day. I'm just still, she's like, I'm still walking on air. I'm just, it was so fun and everything. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So anyway, yes. Good for you. Like, well, I've got to do this more often. So I started, you know, did, did them in Austin, did one in LA I did another one in New York with 200 people. Then for 2020, I was I had like five planned, of course. And oh, then I had course. my kids yeah. planned. And of course, that all changed. So that's when I pivoted to virtual events, getting authors and, and so forth speaking. And then I did a virtual out loud, all digital in February, which I thought, oh, it's going to be easy. Oh my God, the technology. I still can't believe that I did that because the technology, I had help. I hired some company to to be, to host it, but I just, you know, there were so many ways that could go wrong and it almost did. It almost, (laughs) but what a good learning curve for you, right? Like (laughs) I know some of these things, like when I became a licensed agency, I'm like, I can't do that. I don't know how to do it. It's too much. Like I have to work with a lawyer. It's too overwhelming. And it's like, no, just pound your way through it. You can yes. do this little steps at a time. Little steps at a time, actually. Yeah. Yes, actually. And gas for help. I know. And I got, yeah, so it all, it worked out. And now I have that, you know, again, nothing's wasted. I have, that's an arrow in my quiver now. <laughs> we're doing a, so I'm getting ready to do my first, in October, we're going to do our first in-person out loud since the pandemic in Austin. We are going to, I'm going to also have it available to women across the country on. Oh, you know, virtually. Digitally. It won't be exactly what I was doing for that, our February event, but it'll, I'll use that experience to kind of make it a fun event, even virtually fun thing to remember. So that's Wednesday, October 20th is when we're going to have that event. And people have, can find that on next tribe on your website. Yeah, I just, I just released a save the date flyer and the speakers so far are Jackie Northam, who from NPR, she's an international correspondent, and Kathy Valentine, from the, who's in the Go-Go's. She oh, yeah, I saw you guess. post that today. Remember the yeah, Go-Go's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I, the Go-Go's, I have to tell you a funny story. I lived in Hawaii one summer, went to school. Um, by, you know, three weeks in, we had dropped our classes and we were going to the beach and the bars every <laughs> night. But um, they had an air guard, air guitar contest at um, a bar by the university and we were the go-go's put our hair oh. up in the towels and you know oh my god that's I have so a special funny. place in my heart for the go-go's. the go-go's i love them so yeah i'm so excited about that and then you know so i'll get that in the fall and then in the next year i i will plan you know new york la again i'm looking at other cities uh, San Francisco. A, I hope you're going to come to San Francisco. I, I would love to come to San Francisco. So. Well, let's you and I collaborate on that. Okay. We can, I can help make that happen. I yes. want to ask you, I can just feel Next Tribe is so pure of your heart. You know, when you're on your power path, as I like to say, that 
you bring people to you because it's so genuine that the energy you give out when you talk about it, the work that you do behind it is so pure and comes from such a good place that. Thank you. you. So it, it, I, when you talk about it, you can feel that in what you've built. So I'm curious if what you built today is what you envisioned when you started this. It's probably more than I expected. I really did. I mean, the more, I never thought about doing events and trips and, I was just seeing it mostly as the, you know, the articles, which are still very important to me. As I said at the beginning, my passion was for the writing, you know, this, but it quickly changed my passion being for the women of this age group and making it, you know, my passion, like meeting women who need a kind of a boost. Yeah. Empowering them to think differently. Yeah. That's become my passion. And And it's more almost like, I could imagine, I mean, even toyed with it. We haven't, we haven't gone through with that, but doing a whole arm, that's just activism where we do, we are an activist arm and we are, you know, speaking at state legislatures about unfair laws or, you know, but it's there, it's in my mind. You know, we did a lot last summer virtually with it, but you know, there's just, there's so many avenues you can go at this point. The other thing that I've added, that's really important to me. And I, I kind of, Feel like I need to add it to my, my mission is next talk mission is to inform, promote and connect women over 45. And I want to also add somehow to open doors for them. Mm. Because I found that I actually through my writers or th- just through people you meet and, you know, you can kind of six degrees of separation or less, you can get in touch with some pretty impressive people and, for instance, last fall, I had a TV pitch workshop, meaning I had Marta Kaufman, who was the co-creator of Friends and Grace and Frankie, and we had done a virtual event together, and she wrote me and said, can I do anything else? I love what Oh, you that's did. so nice. And so we came up with this idea of having a workshop for, for women who have ideas for TV series. Anyway, it worked so well. She It was too different days. So it was two part. And we had, you had to apply to be chosen. We chose 12 women and about 90 women applied. So we had wow. to go through and we picked the 12. Then you, people could also pay to watch the workshops so they could learn. They were proposing their ideas or asking questions, but they were listening in. So, and it went so well. And I think it meant so much to the, to the women who participated and the women who watched they now have a relationship with Marta Kaufman. Yeah. And validating them as having something to add to the, the writing world. Yes. That, so, that gift of collaboration. I know we talked about that when we had our first conversation that I think as we age, we go from the competition to collaboration. And I yes. love that you want to lift other women up and help make connections. Yes. It's something that. so beautiful to know you're part of giving someone back their power when they don't feel like they have. Yes. And so we'll do more more workshops like that. Like we did um, the vice president of Harper Collins, which is a major publisher. She did a book workshop and then we've had a short story contest. I have an idea for somebody I want to do a workshop in the fall opening doors because, you know, everyone says this is a great time for reinvention. It's a great time. But if a lot of times, if you don't, have a door open for you a little bit or, you know, it's hard to think, or yeah. how, 
where do I go with this right. idea? I have this idea. How, and that's, we'll do the business workshop and we'll get some, we have some big names lined up for hearing pitches at the end. There's a lot that I can do or Next Tribe can do for women. And we have memberships and the, we started that about a year and a half ago. We have memberships. It's $39 a year. It's not a lot. And it gives you discounts on all our travel and our events. And it gives you special access. Like we have a, like when we did the Marta Kaufman, when we did the first virtual event with her, not the workshop, but we did a first virtual event with her about friendship. The members could can join early and kind of do some private chatting with her before everybody else comes in. And then for like any of those workshops I give that I have to choose, I give first preference to members because they're, you know, committed to the. Right. How many members do you have at this point? We have 730 members, members. That was one of my other questions because many of the listeners may have a great idea or they may have a passion. And how do you take it from the beginning stages to monetizing it? So. Um, you're asking me right now. <laughs> that's, but, woo, we have much time to have. No, that's a hard. That's so hard. But it's what I'm saying is, first of all, I think one of the main things is using your network. That your connections are everything, and it's so hard to, to. You might even not even realize how many great connections you have, or how this person knows somebody who could. And so, nurturing your network and even people you've known me from years ago. That's one of the beauty. When you think about how many people we've known and worked with over the years. And I have said, as long as you aren't an asshole, you can probably come back. <laughs> yeah, never burn a bridge. That was one of my first bosses said, never burn a bridge. Cause you never know when you have to cross back over that bridge. Exactly. Or somebody yeah. who was the, an assistant is now yeah. the boss. Or right. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think that's like the first step is to just use your, contacts and even one a woman I hired for to work with me at Next Tribe, an editor, I'd met her at my first job, which was at McCall's magazine. If I'm sure people out there remember McCall's. But you know, we were in our twenties and we just worked well together and I we'd stayed in touch more or less. And then when I needed a, a really great editor to help me, I hired her and it's just so that people come back in your life. And next year, yeah. I'm going to go visit her for the weekends. <laughs> so Janet what, Janet's um, what's, how big is, uh, how many you have employees now or are they contract kind of people? Yeah, or? Contract. I mean, I, during COVID I had to, I had to let people go. I mean, we had to, we pivoted, you know, everyone was pivoting and I had to let people go. So I've just started hiring people back. But the other thing is, I found I can, there's a lot that I can do on my own. I didn't realize, you know, how much I'd learned. When I first started, I was doing stuff pretty much on my own. I didn't know anything, so it was awful. And then after, over the years of working with, with great women, I've absorbed a lot. And so I, I'm able to do a lot. But of course, I, I've been hiring contractors for now and at a point where I need to to start hiring more people again. So, anyway, so what's next for Next Tribe? Um, I know you have events coming up. I have my events and we have the trip Santa Fe this fall is Santa Fe, San Miguel de Allende for day of the dead. And then I'm doing a trip to Marfa, Texas and big band area. And if people know Marfa, Texas, I call it the most remote 
International Art Center. It is in the you know West Texas, middle of nowhere. But Donald Judd is uh, is a very famous artist, and he built that into an artist center. I mean, it's just fabulous. And it's out in the desert, and there's so we're going there. It's a hard place to travel to if you don't know where you're going. You you know, so I know a lot of people there. I've been there many times. I've you know I set up studio tours with women there who are working artists, and that's what I do on try to do on all my trips is get you also exposed to women who live in this city or this area. So you can see how other women live and how they constructed their lives. So I'm doing that. And uh, next spring I'll have the beach trip. Then we're going to, back to Charleston. And then I'm planning this fabulous trip to France, which. Oh, is, wow. I mean, I, I have people in Paris that have the most amazing contacts for local women and local things to do. And I also have a friend whose family has a major estate in the countryside that where we can stay. So I'm putting that all together. So um, trips, more events, more workshops, more articles, you know, I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but. Well, I love also you're coming up with, and you briefly mentioned this, the workshops for women to kind of pivot and figure out how to do it. So what would you, what kind of advice would you give women to get started? I know a lot of listeners have an idea or they, they've reached a plateau and, or have a big transition in their life. And it's a scary time. So it's, again, it goes back to what we were talking about, the words you put on it. I remember having a conversation with someone saying how scary it was. And I said, oh my God, how exciting it is Ah, and how that can change your whole viewpoint of it. But you know, what's some advice you can give listeners? What I've, said, and actually this was kind of the book, the memoir I wrote called The Unlikely Lavender Queen, a similar topic. I mean, and it, it's something that I've, I've used. It's an idea called bloom where you're planted. When I was out in um, the middle, you know, remote rural Texas and not very happy about being there after living in New York and then Austin, it took me years. I was so struggling against what I didn't like about being there. And then there was all of a sudden a shift where I realized I'm here. I'm not leaving. So what do I have to work with? What do I have to work with here? Instead of thinking of everything I didn't have. And I know it's maybe sounds a little Pollyannish, but it was a a true shift in my perspective. Once that shift occurred, I was like, okay. And I did the lavender field. I started a Montessori school. I started a film society out there. I started like a speaker series at the local library all of a sudden I'm like, I'm just going to do it. And so I think the first step is it's just kind of what you said. The first step is a mental one. If you're trying to make a transition or reinvention or whatever is to stop thinking of what you don't have or what you'd like to have and take an honest look at what you do have and what you can work with. And there's usually some things that you've just glazed over or taken for granted that actually can make a huge difference in going forward. And it's not something that's a pie in the sky. It's not like, a, Oh God, I wish I had, you know, a, an MBA and I wish I had, um, you know, a, a Jaguar. I don't know. It's just, you know, or, a, or I wish I had the money to rent a new, uh, make a, do a store or a coffee shop instead of like all the wishes. Let's look, let's look at what you have, like what connections you have, what skills you have already have, what, you know, resources you have and try to 
find that way to make those work for you. So it's, it's much easier. than Yeah. And also I think starting small, like do one thing, like yeah. one thing can be amazing. And, and it also makes you realize oh, this is not the one thing I want. This is not what I want to do. So yeah. it's like process of elimination. Yes. Very good. That's a great point because yeah, because you might not, it might be, you've, you've romanticized this idea yeah. of having a coffee shop and then it's like, oh my God, I have to get up at three in the morning. <laughs> no way. I'm not doing that. Well, I think the next tribe too, I, I, the stories we have in our head are super powerful. And either they're given to us by ourselves, our friends, our family, or media and advertising. Yeah. So hearing the stories in Next Tribe, reading, being you know aware of what other women are doing can be powerful. So I applaud you for giving that platform for women to think about possibility and not limitations and, and get out of their own head because I think we're our own worst critics. We are. We overthink. So commonly we, we're overthinking everything. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. and, and I know you, you can't just go off on a lark, but at some point you need to just do. And so like when I started Next Tribe, I was like, didn't really feel like I knew what I was doing. But at some point you just have to put the lights on, you turn the on switch and just <laughs> If you wait your website or everything to yep. be perfect, you will never get into business. Right. Because nothing is going to be, you cannot make sure that everything is perfect. It's got to be, you got to go and learn as much as you can on the job. And that's when you'll figure out what you need and what the business needs or what the possibilities are. So I'd say, you know, look at your, what you've got resources and, and skills and, and contacts and make a plan. But at some point, just do something that moves it forward, yep. gets it out of your head and moves it forward. So that's what I would say. <laughs> Great advice. Well, it's been such a pleasure to chat with you today. Let's tell people how they can find you. At nexttribe.com and everything that you need is there, all of our events and trips and stories and membership. And there's also a story about Stephanie and Celebrate the Gray, which we were so happy to include. And we got, it was such a great response. That story was amazing. Well, it was so it. fun to do. I so appreciate you highlighting Celebrate the Gray. And I, as I told you, I think we had 60 plus models and I've hired my daughter to intern for me this summer <laughs> because I couldn't keep up with the demand. So that tells you women want to be seen. Yes. They want to be heard. They want to be valued. They want to be represented. Um, yes. And they're willing to put themselves out there and say, this is me. You know, these are my wrinkles. This is my gray hair. This is my body has changed, but I'm still vibrant and I still want to live a full life and be noticed and recognized and valued. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I'm so, so excited that we got to collaborate on that. And I hope we can do more of that because again, for me coming into this, like you're saying, I didn't, a lot of things I didn't know how to do and I tried to talk myself out of them, but I finally pushed <laughs> through the wall. I think it was not wanting to disappoint my kids and my husband because they'd put so much energy and belief into me and not wanting to be in my sixties and look back and go, why didn't I just go for it? Like right. what was there to lose? There was nothing to lose. Yes. And also a friend of mine has said, there's the best two times to start a business is when you're in your twenties and when you're in your fifties, because in your twenties, you don't have anything to lose. And it, when you're fifties, you don't have anything to prove. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I like that. Well, you're also on Instagram, Facebook yes. too? Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, sort of. Uh, I mean, <laughs> getting there. Yeah, I can't you know. do, you can't do you can't all do everything. There's too TikTok. much. Are you on TikTok? <laughs> yeah. No, TikTok. Okay, <laughs> staying away from TikTok. Well, it's been such a joy to talk to you and Thank share you your here. story. And um, I hope so that other women have been inspired to just take the first step and call upon your friends and your resources. They're out there. They want to help you. I love when I get a call from somebody, can you connect me here? I'm like, yes, mm -hmm. of yep. course. Women like to do that for each other. And if yep. they don't, then, then if, they're, if they're not the type to do that, write them, put them yeah. aside. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. Fine. <laughs> You're on your way. Yeah. So, well, so thank, thank you. you so much. Oh, thank you so much. It's been so fun talking to you and um, have a great day and be safe. And we'll look forward to your, your events. I hope you'll post all that. I hope to make it to one of those in the near future. Oh, I would love it. I would love it. So we could do something where we have some of your models or mm. something. Yeah, you know, uh, at one of the events and they're, they're like, they're, you know, your, the models are helping to serve or something. Oh, just to see model. I think it's the, the visual of seeing a mature woman, an older woman in modern clothing mm -hmm. starts to rewrite what you think you're allowed to wear. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm too old for that. No, you're not. I mean, this woman I talked to yesterday, that's 82, that she has great fashion and she's like, I'm comfortable. I wear what I'm comfortable in and I don't care if people think I'm too old to wear exactly. it. Exactly. And we did, we just had a, a story about don't tell me what's age appropriate, yeah. you know, like <laughs> yeah. across the board, fashion, speech, job, yeah. you know, everything. Yeah. Let's, let's get rid of that word. So, yeah, well, thank exactly. you so much, Jeannie, thank thank you, as always. I appreciate it. Thanks for waiting for me to freshen up. So. Well, you looked beautiful. Thanks. You too. Definitely. Take Have care. A good day. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information on where you'll find show notes and other resources to help guide you through the next exciting phase of your life. Please consider subscribing to our podcast on iTunes along with other platforms and write us a review while you're there. You can also sign up for our email list on our site to get the latest podcast updates. We promise you won't get a constant barrage of emails from us, and you can bet we'll protect your privacy as well. You can also follow us on social media accounts listed on our site. Thank you for listening.